Welcome to episode 69 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dockerty. Hillary! I'm sorry, what episode number is it? I knew Ooh, it. You knew I would get perverted and gross right at the top? <laughs> Honey, of course, that's what I'm here for. Oh my god. Um, before we get into like whatever, and then actually talk about what we're here to talk about, which is... Assholes. Yes. Yeah. If um, you don't want to li- listen, if you don't want to listen, you just, skip. you know, skip, skip, skip straight to the story. That's fine. If but, you want to listen, you listen. Hey, hey, over here, <laughs> over here. Tina was just playing me her Italian boyfriends on yes. TikTok and they're very adorable. Yes. So um, cute. so I, right at the top of my story last week, I was like, I'm going to tell you about former CIA agent. Right. And so I edited the podcast. I listened to the edit. Uh, then I listened to it on Wednesday when it came out, and that's when I heard myself say CIA agent, and finally, and I was like, holy shit, it's not CIA, it's FBI. I say it throughout the entire story. I have no idea, but at the top of my notes, I had CIA agent, so I was like- <laughs> It's close enough. It is, so sorry about that, but it's definitely FBI. So how are you? How are you doing? What's going on? It's been an awful, terrible week it's in this an, country. It's been an awful week. In this state- Yes, um, I, I just, I have a mini rant about the shootings. Oh, please. I please. don't know. I just feel like that people flip the hell out when like six people out of like 6.8 million got, you know, side effects from the Johnson & Johnson, Yeah, you know, vaccine. And right. it was like, pause, yeah. everybody went cuckoo. But when we have another mass shooting, like mm. no one care. you know, it, it it's just driving me nuts. And this year alone, I, I was like, let me do the research. Mm. And from um, the Gun Violence Archive, it says 147 mass shootings have occurred this year, and they consider four or more people. Right. And that's a lot of people. And 176 people have died um, since January. And that's in a mass, in a four or more. That's not just gun violence no. in general. Right. And I, I just started doing more research and I looked at some data from the National Safety Council and some other places. And it basically says that we have a one in 315 chance of being killed by a gun and a one in 11,125 chance of being killed in a mass shooting. And the CDC reported that essentially 12 of every 100,000 are killed by gun violence. Mm. And it's just, it's incredible. It's insane. Like we have, I, I, I just, we have such a problem and it doesn't end. It doesn't end. It's it's like America has like, you know, I, I don't know if it's like having like a bad song stuck in their head. It just happens over and over and over. we can't get it out. It's going to keep happening and it doesn't go away. Right. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. It's ridiculous that people are going to flip out about, you know, vaccinations and these other things when like there's this whole other large problem that we like pretend doesn't exist or something. Right. I don't know. It no, just it's, it's really it's, scary. It's, there was a shooting down here. Yes. Um, and the woman in the, the store, are you talking the about store? the store the Ross the yes. Yes. And there he, are he still had a sh- knife as well, didn't he? I have, I don't remember. Yeah. It, but the shooting so there was still shots of the security cameras and there was a mother who was facing the camera and she had her daughter like I don't know, maybe four or five years old. She grabbed her and was running out of the store with a daughter. And the, the fear and look on their faces. Ugh. Because to be honest with you, I, when, when we used to go to movie theaters and places yes. like that, I literally am looking like, okay, if something happens, how the fuck are we going to get yeah, out of here? Yeah, what is the exit? I yeah. do the same thing. If we go too high in the theater, like in the seats, I'm like, all right, can the kids jump from here down 
to the exit, like they're right. not, not, well, not and having I to go also all the way down the stairs. Like, can they slide underneath yeah. the seat and like belly because you're crawl? Because you're, you're going to get on top of your kids, right? Like, oh, I, yeah. And I, I swear to Christ, this happened to me yesterday. We were at the hockey rink and it's my son plays ice hockey. And so he's on the ice practicing and I'm in the stands with my daughter. And I was, I thought to myself, there's no way I'm in a corner, like on the bottom and it's up off the ground. So I'd have to come out of the aisle and go down these stairs. And I thought to myself, if something happens out there, I can't run to get him. Yeah. That's it. I'd have to just get on top of her and like lay on top of her until whatever the shooting stops or whatever. Cause there's no way I'm getting out of here. And then the whole time thinking about my son out there open, that literally yeah. happened to me when I was sitting there at that, at the ice. Yeah. Ice I've, I've had similar thoughts at certain fields that we go to for, you know, uh, soccer. Cause it's, everything's open. Yeah. If somebody comes like, uh, anybody who's got some kind of issue and just, well, and bullets if they, start and flying, if they have, what the fuck? um, an AR-15 where they can just range. Yeah. You, and why do we have to, why do we have to go, oh my God, when I'm in the grocery store, where can I go? When I'm in the movie theater, where can I go? When I'm at the mall, where can I go? When I'm at church, where can I go? Like it's every, there's not one place that we can go. No school. You can't go no. like it's come on. We are never and how going is this to be freedom? Safe? How is that freedom? Cause well, we are never going to be safe anywhere in this country until we start electing people who take gun violence seriously and, and actually and we have to donate even actually, we have to donate to camp to 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 elections even if they're not in our area if they're up against someone who's a crazy nut person but we gun have person to elect and help give money to the other side we have to elect people who actually value life because yeah. they don't value life yeah, that, that's the big hypocrisy. Life. They value They'll um, scream power. outside the abortion center. Right, but. they value power over a woman's body and her autonomy over her own body. They value that, having power over that. But if they valued life after Sandy Hook, something I would know. have changed. When kindergartners were mowed down with bullets, yeah. maybe something would have changed. They do not value yeah. our lives. They value power and greed and corruption. That is yeah. what is important My, my to husband them. says that all the time. He's like, if Sandy Hook didn't change no. anything, nothing will change. He's like, they, they, they were They had babies. a fucking, they mowed down 14 people. This, this, this psychopath mowed down 14 people in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas down the street from our houses here. Children, they had babies. a march for our lives. Yeah. In D.C. that had millions of people, nothing has changed. Nothing. And there's an overwhelming majority of the American people who feel like there should be some gun, stricter gun laws. That right. is a majority. And, and with the last one that happened at the FedEx facility, you had someone who did have mental illness who was, you know, placed a, a year prior they, they did evaluated him. They, you know, he was uh, here. They call it Baker acted. I don't know what they call it there, but he was put into to a facility. Mm -hmm. They took away the weapon that they found, mm -hmm. but somehow in a year he got access again. Like how, how, I don't know. Well, the and same it's thing not, happened and with it's this like, kid. The same thing happened with the Marjorie yeah. Stoneman Douglas. It could be a flaw in paperwork is the, is, is the thing between somebody dying and, and, and nobody dying is just slipping through the cracks. Yeah. And not being on an FBI list, not being on a list for anti for no, not getting guns. It's so ridiculous. In the first place, just don't have them available. How about we start there? Yeah. How about we just start there? Well, speaking of that, are you like, can I move on to <sighs> yes. another terrible legislation? Oh my God. Okay. So the state of Florida this week has had me on the bathroom floor, like in the fetal position. I am yeah. so fucking depressed and angry. I don't even know what to no, do no, with we all are, of it. We are, we are really turning into... Oh, 
you know, Florida's always been bad, like since Mm -hmm. it's been red, but it is getting progressively worse. Like we're turning into a state, you know, like Alabama, Mississippi, you know what I mean? Well, as far as like the restrictions. I don't even know if they're doing all these things there in these places. Well, I mean, they do as far as like women and things like that. Yes. Well, this is the, uh, this year has been the most anti-trans legislation in the country, in every state at the federal, they are trying to do this everywhere. Well, guess what? In Florida, um, we talked to Michelle Rayner. You can listen to that episode where she talks about um, they are, wanted to pass a ban with, or a, a law where it bans trans children from playing sports. That you can't, they can't play sports. And that I believe for 10 years has been happening in Florida without issue. Nobody has, nobody there has, has not been issue. There has, there has never not been, been anything. Issue. Nobody's asked for it. No. If they took, they, there's a nationwide poll right now. Nobody, again, people don't, the majority they, they of people don't care. Do, do you think that this legislation against children, trans children is harmful and d- it's dangerous? And that is the majority of Americans yes. feel like nobody was asking for this. Florida has a terribly, terribly broken unemployment system. They don't have done nothing in this session to fix it. No. Nothing. They're begging for an another hundred dollars from 275 to 375 if they get that yes, in the house that's please. not gonna pass they have done nothing to correct the dangerous and broken things that have happened since covid have, has highlighted all these things especially done for to do our that. state which is tourism driven yeah i mean we are suffering yes we are but suffering economically they did pass the ban in the house to yeah, ban a trans, because uh, that's trans that's children. what we need to focus on and also hb1 which we've oh discussed several times uh, is an anti-mob, anti-riot bill. And I'd like to also tell everybody who's it's listening, racist. wherever you are, it's unconstitutional, it's racist. We have the right to assemble in this motherfucking country based on our First Amendment rights. Okay, there has never been a riot or violence like this no. in Florida. What they're describing, no. what you see in Minnesota and all these places, that's never happened here. And There's even, been protests. And even things- if it did, that we don't need a bill like this. Well, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is nobody's looking for this. Right, Nobody right. Nobody asked for this. Right. This is a Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis candy pick. He wanted this. He asked because for it in what? August during Black Lives Matter Rising, and that's when he asked for it. Right. He's a fucking racist. And the fact that it passed the House and on Thursday or Friday, sorry, it passed the Senate. Yeah. And I watched that entire fucking debate. And it was disgusting. And Senate Republicans should be ashamed of themselves. They should be fucking ashamed, except for Senator Brandis, who is the only one who voted against it and said that this is bullshit. Good. Everybody else should fuck. It is unbelievable. And it's a real fucking shame that the Florida Senate is the way that it is the way that it is. Because I was just reading in the Miami Herald, they have a whole editor opinion piece, and it talks about how or not the Miami Herald, I'm sorry, in the Sun Sentinel, um, about how this Florida Senate, it used to, it's an, it needs to be independent. It cannot be um, a stronghold for any party. No. The, everybody expects the House to pass, pass, and it can't pass, just, based and it, on yeah. your party. But it can't be also like they just do the governor's win. Right. It's never supposed to be like that. No. And it's never, and and it's think, never been like that until, it, it's not been like that for a long time. It's been Republican-led for, for decades. I feel but like now this is all ever, part of DeSantis's plan to run for president to be like, I, I passed this, you know, mm-hmm. so, to say it on a national stage. Yeah. Look at what I did for all of that bait, that Trump base. Right. That's all that stuff that they're going to love. Well, I hope that these Florida Sen- state senators get their shit together because it's not, um, they've done absolutely nothing to help Floridians. No. 
this, these bills don't do anything to actually help people, which is what they're supposed to be doing. That's what they're supposed yes. to be doing. And so I don't understand why this is something that they're, they're getting involved in. Okay. All right. Um, so this Friday just so happens that we have an amazing little monk coming out yes. with um, Colorado, Colorado rep Brianna Titone. She's the first trans woman to be elected to a col- the Colorado House at any state level. Yes. And she's amazing. And she actually just wrote a piece for the Tampa Bay Times that came out yesterday about this ban yes. um, of trans children playing sports. Yeah. Um, so we will probably, I think I've already shared it on our Twitter, but I will put it up again on Friday and you can read that, that article she wrote. But she's amazing and she's doing incredible work in Colorado Thank is God. very blue. Yeah. Um, so she's but she flipped it, but she that. flipped a seat. She flipped a red seat. It's amazing. It's it amazing. Is, yeah. I would love to see that here. I know. I know. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Today, I am going to tell you about current Las Vegas Councilwoman Michelle Fiore. Oh, current. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. So there's not really like a big scandal. It's just she's so divisive and like loud. And I learned about her in the funniest way, which I'll share with you. So anyway, she's just a bit of a loud mouth. And, you know, I don't know. I, I like her. I like covering people like this. I When I finished it, I, was, I think I told you this. I'm like, eh, I'm not the biggest fan of this story. But there's some pretty incredible quotes that I think your head oh, will explode. So yay. that'll be perfect. Okay. <laughs> this is what I so, need today. <laughs> <laughs> she moved to Nevada from New York in 1993. And she opened um, her own healthcare companies, two of them called Always There For You and Always There Personal Care. So, you know, one oh. of these... Um, healthcare companies that always seems to have trouble, right? Like, the, like you know, I don't know if she didn't have experience in healthcare business, but oh, she opens so she's businesses. just she's just shilling like some kind of like scheme on. I mean, I don't know if it's a scheme, but it's like you know one of those companies where if, if your parents home alone and they're older, like you hire them to come oh. in and take care of them. I don't know. It just things happen with yes. this company that yes. aren't like schemy, but anyway, it just. Okay. I thought it was like healthcare, like healthcare products, but it's like no, no, home no, no, healthcare. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Ooh, th- listen, you have to be careful with that because like a lot of times these elderly folks will trust someone and yeah. they will, they can have access to a lot oh, of yeah. their information. Yes. All the personal, well, I want to, yeah. I want to show you a picture of her first because oh, no. she is exactly, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making fun of her looks. It's just like, if you were to look up a Trump woman's white woman supporter like this picture would be in the dictionary oh, let me see let me see all <laughs> <laughs> right like oh, that hair my one hundred thousand you should million yeah. percent oh. and she has these little tiny teeth like i do i have these little tiny teeth and she has these little tiny teeth which i thought she was just, so funny but she has no she's um yeah you know what i mean she's, yeah no no if hair, she was in a lineup and you said hair if, if she was in a lineup and you said okay who pick the trump supporter yeah. It, there would be no question. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because when you would look at like Trump rallies and things, all those white women look exactly like, oh, like the fro- It's the always same. with the frosted blonde hair. It's, what they're is stuck that? in. It's like um, Kathy Willits-esque yeah. stuff. Okay. So she runs for the Nevada legislature. She was a state legislator um, in 2012 and she wins. She had run for some other seats and she lost, but she wins in 2012. She's reelected in 2014 and uh. she's representing Clark County's Assembly District 4. So a couple of things that were happening when she was she gets into office there she's a humongous humongous 
gun rights advocate. Okay. Right? Like we have Second Amendment, baby. We're here yeah. for it. So everything yeah. you're just saying, yeah. she's against you. She's going to be like, when <laughs> she's I, it's not like, your a, like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, like out there with the gun shooting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And all of her quotes are so disgusting and horrible, but okay. <sighs> so she sponsors Assembly Bill 148 to allow concealed firearms on the campuses of colleges, grade no. schools, and in daycare facilities. No. <laughs> Did it pass? No. Oh, thank God. But this is what she's about. Yeah. So in an interview with the New York Times, Fiore is quoted saying quote if these young hot little girls on a campus have a firearm i wonder how many men will want to assault them the sexual assaults that are occurring would go down once would go down once these sexual predators get a bullet in their head oh but what about the men now having weapons and being able to use them to assault women i guess it's only on one side i guess that hot little thing hot little girl would be able to shoot him okay yeah by the way being sexually assaulted has nothing to do with what you look like or what you're wearing. I just right. want to make that clear for everybody to, out there. There's lots of women who are assaulted and they're completely clothed and it's yeah. nothing to do with what you look like. But I've, I'd refer to that picture again if this yeah. is saying it. Yeah. So she also had this really big hang up about what is called right to try. A right to try bill, which I'd never heard of before. So she was a primary sponsor of this 2015 Nevada right to try bill, which is legislation which allows doctors to perform medical procedures that are being used in an ongoing FDA approved clinical trial, but have not achieved FDA approval for terminally ill patients who are not responding to traditional medical treatment. Oh, so it's like, oh, let's try this out. Yeah. Excuse me. She thinks that she thinks that they should be allowed to to try things like this. Okay. But- it's a little dangerous because yes. she doesn't um well if doesn't it think that traditional like western medicine is like and also oh. she doesn't think the government should be telling people what they can and can't how they can and can't be treated i guess yeah but, but no, when you, you have need cancer right, you, you, you i mean need, you're yeah. given options by a doctor you are and you are allowed to say i want this or i Correct. don't want this like you can say to the doctor oh i have cancer i'm out yeah but i would want to make sure that my doctor is giving me Yes. Solid. Yes. Scientifically backed. Yes. Information. Yes. And not because that could really open the door to some quackery. Yeah. Well, it does. And yeah, I, as someone who, you know, recently went through this and knew nothing about it, I really trusted my doctor. Of course. And so this is, (laughs) I I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine. It's insane. Well, listen to this. So on, on a February, 2014 edition of her radio show, she was discussing this right to try. Wait, she has her own show? Yeah, but it's oh. like, it comes out like once a month or something. Okay. And probably really just to talk shit about. Yeah. Well, that's what she does. So she discusses this and she describes the cancer treatment by, uh, cancer is a fungus author, Tullio Simoncini, as an example of treatments that the terminally ill could access under right to try. Okay, so cancer is a fungus is what the name of the book is. Okay. So here's the quote. Are you ready? Oh, dear God. Quote, she says, if you have cancer, which I believe is a fungus, and we can put a pick line into your body and we're flushing, let's say, salt water, sodium carbonate through that line and flushing out the fungus, there are some procedures that are not FDA approved in America that are very inexpensive and cost effective. So she thinks that if you put a pick line, which is basically yeah. like an IV, into somebody and you sh- put sodium carbate through their body, oh. that the cancer will be flushed out. Okay. Because it's a fungus, Tina. Oh, uh, hey, listen. <laughs> but my favorite part of that is that it's very inexpensive it's and cost-effective. Inexpen- yeah. But it's also not 
saving that person's life. Like it's possibly not treating the cancer. And so maybe that's not a good idea. That's the whole point of yeah. getting medical treatment. <laughs> what the um, fuck? I can't even imagine. One, it's a fungus. Like what, what in the hell? I know. Can you imagine? She's a state legislature. Le- le- legislator. Oh, God. Okay, so the following year <laughs> on her... Fu- there's a fungus among us. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> oh, my Sorry. God. Okay. <laughs> um, so the following... <laughs> hold on. I'm writing down fungus among us. Um, the following year on February 21st, 2015, uh, on another broadcast, this theme of the right to try was brought up again because she's now, excuse me, introduced this bill in the assembly. Like she wants this to be in there. And this um, is all aligned with like the conspiracy theory. Yes. You know, it's oh, all, yes, it yes, all yes, fits yes, yes. in with this yes. mentality. Yes. But she's, uh, you, again, if you look up conspiracy theorist yeah. woman, that's the picture that's I the feel picture. like you yeah. Because she's got a little bit of crazy the eyes. eyes. A little the bit eyes. of crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah. So the following, so she brings this up again. And then at the top of the show, she raised this topic of her 2014 comments because, by the way, that got huge news. And people were like, what the fuck? She's, what is she talking yeah. about? So she says, quote, an issue that I've gotten a lot of questions about was these, were these comments. And I, she said, I made the comments about cancer that I didn't put into proper context. Oh. So then she has this, she, so then she says she had a friend with cancer who made radical improvements using a doctor out of Italy's treatment covered in his book, This Cancer is a Fungus. It was a tumor therapy of some sort. The point I was trying to illustrate was that people like my friend should have the right to decide their own fate and try experimental treatments like this, end quote. But I mean, and she, and she didn't repeat the same, like, it's a fungus, yeah. flush it out, because obviously somebody got to yeah. her and was like, stop saying it. that, stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. But... You know, again, of course, anybody has the. There's no yes. law that says you have to have cancer treatment. That oh no, the doctor you can says. choose. You can so choose not to be treated about? at all. Yeah, right. you can say this is. And I, I had a friend. And there's people that go to like holistic whose mother and reject it. Yes, yeah, and it, I mean, it. Unfortunately, she passed away. Maybe it could have been treated. Who knows? But that's the decision that she made for her yes. treatment. Yes. So. And it's hard. <laughs> they're very hard decisions to make. Yes. And, Stressful. I, and I, yeah, it's stressful. And I feel like, like someone like this just saying like, oh, it's sort of dismissive and it could put like, you know, like my dad's going through chemo right mm. now. Well, yeah. he went through chemo. He's not going through chemo any longer and he's still facing the effects of it. Yeah. And it's, it's terrible, but it, it did stop, mm. you know, like he got the all clear of, oh, thank God from the treatment Yeah, and the effects of the treatment are terrible, mm-hmm. but then you have the effects of not being treated. You know what right. I mean? Like you have to weigh, do the benefits outweigh the risks and there's all that. And then to have someone come in with like, you know, oh, just pour some salt water in your veins. Yeah. It's just like you might give people this false sense of, oh, this is something that could work. And then you're delaying yes. progress. Because chemo is scary. Radiation uh, therapy is yeah. scary. People and it's, hear and those it's, things it's, and they're like, I don't want to do it. Oh, I can just put salt water in my veins. Right. I'm going to do that instead. Of course. And it reminds me of when COVID had first started and Trump was like, just spray some bleach on oh, or whatever. He was saying, yeah, like, yeah, drink like some these bleach. ridiculous And the things. people were doing it and people yeah. were dying. And the, and, the, and the who were the people with the fish tank yes, tablets? Yes, and, yes, Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i mean i don't mean to laugh but it's just no, it's, so it's, fucked. it's ridiculous yeah dude it's dangerous so, uh, and she's in a position of power yes so basically she so then she addresses this issue again and she had a guest on uh dr jackie c and they defended the simonici treatment and other alternative techniques as viable and as by means by which the united states this is what she says 
uh, by which the United States could lead the world medically if regulation and bureaucracy bureaucracy were reduced and doctors could explore all the treatments not knowing where the next breakthrough will come from, end quote. You can do experiments, but yeah, you can't. It's, it's called in the lab and then it passes yes. FDA. That's the step. Well, it's in the lab and then you can be part of trial and you can have yes. a choice whether or not you want to be part of a trial. There you, go. you know, there's those yes. things are already sort of there. <sighs> but you can't just willy nilly throw shit in people's no. bodies. Anyway, <laughs> she ends up, you know, this, she puts this stupid bill out and of course it doesn't, it doesn't fucking go anywhere because yeah, they're no. all like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so also, um, while she was in the state legislature, she was the only Republican to vote to lift the ban on same sex marriage and the legalization of, uh, medical marijuana. So she was, she's kind of a progressive, I suppose, in those two ways. Okay. But that's about it. That's um, interesting. Yeah. So I've talked about some things uh, in Vegas or in Nevada before a little bit. And then also the Mueller National Wildlife Refuge. So she was involved in that. So that was from our episode 35. And um, there were two legislators, her and this other guy from Washington who God, I think I covered him too. What the hell is that guy's name? I can't even remember right now. Oh my God. Shay, Matt Shay. Oh yes. Um, so he was from this Washington state. And anyway, they, those two were coming there and, Working with uh, Eamon Bundy. Like, remember they were oh going my there? God. and they were Oh, giving, so she's part of this? She was part of that. Remember they were getting information yes. from them and they were telling the cops? Yes. And then the cop, then, then, and then giving the cops different information. Like, they were all fucking around with the cops and they had taken over this wildlife refuge. Yes. Uh, some militia, basically. Yeah. Um, and they were on the side of the militia. So she was part of that as well. Oh, goodness And she gracious. was going there. So in March 2016, Fiore was interviewed by the Las Vegas Sun when asked about her support of militia, the militants involved in the occupation of the Mahler National Wildlife Refuge earlier in the year. She said, quote, when the federal government feels they're going to govern Americans by gunpoint, I'm sorry. If the government is going to point a gun at me, I'm going to point my gun right back. If you're going to shoot me, I'm going to shoot you back. Wow. I ain't going to shoot first, but I ain't going to let you shoot me. It's not going to happen, end quote. Okay, What lady. is she even talking about? She's okay. in Nevada. What is she even doing there? I don't there? even What is know. she even talking about? The government's <laughs> going to come at me. I'm going to shoot at them. She's in the government. I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's the so, government. What is she? Then, so then remember, okay. So Eamon Bundy is just basically a rabble rouser, right? Yeah. So, But it started because Clive and Bundy, his dad, was in Nevada and he had his farm. Remember, he wanted his cows to graze yes, all over the fucking wherever place, they right? wanted. Or whatever. Yes. So he, so he got in trouble for that. And so she also was involved in that, oh where she was God. making comments about that. So, so just when she was discussing this 2014 armed resistance against federal agents in Nevada, she, she said it was justified. She said, "Quote: I would never." ever point my fire firearm at anyone including an officer of the law unless the fu- they pointed their firearm at me now Wait. once you point your firearm at me i'm sorry then it becomes self-defense so whether you're a stranger a bad guy or an officer and you you point your gun at me and you're gonna shoot me and i have to decide whether it's my life or your life well i choose my life and okay so how is this supposed to work with police officers out with 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 perpetrators of crime and you're like drop the weapon no you yeah. pointed your gun at me i gotta yeah. point back and it's yeah. just a shootout yeah that is so now we're well, in the wild the west we're of, in the wild west yeah. and it's a shootout and that's it it's the epitome of white privilege wow if the cop's gonna point a gun at me i'm gonna point a gun yeah. back meanwhile 
black people do this oh my god they and don't like meanwhile you should meanwhile black comply. people don't even have a weapon yeah oh that's true and it happens that's true give me a break yeah but they didn't comply tina oh they my didn't god. comply to the officer's demands wow so how does she so how does this fit in the whole blue lives matter narrative oh, we'll lady get, we'll, we'll get how does that. it work with that because we'll obviously that, she goes she's gonna point a gun at the blue lives yeah this doesn't make well, sense okay so then listen this doesn't so make then, sense so then well, when she does, did you see the size of her hair? Nothing. <laughs> so in really, May, that'll be like her shield. She'll just like bend her head down. It's her secret weapon. It's her secret weapon. It'll it, deflect so right off May, of that. In May 2016, the amount of hairspray that it takes I to know, get the hair I that high. I can't even imagine. I mean, we are talking 80s Aquanet yes. on fire, honey. Oh, my God. So in May 2016, the Nevada Association of Public Safety Officers sent a letter denouncing Fiore's statements and concluding, quote, Miss Fiore, we no longer see you as a passionate advocate for Second Amendment rights, which we support. Rather, these comments were utterly irresponsible, an embarrassment to your district and your state. Yes. And they continue to demonstrate why you are unqualified to hold the position of assemblywoman, end quote. Ooh. Cops ain't playing, wow. bitch. Of course. I mean, that's putting <laughs> officers in a dangerous situation yeah. to suggest that if it's an officer pulls a anarchy. weapon, that you're going to pull your weapon back at him. Yeah. She's suggesting anarchy. Wild I, West. By the way, I'm here for, by the way. Yeah, well, hey. Let's blow this motherfucker. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so in response, Fiore told KTNV 13 Action News that her original statement referred to Federal Bureau of Land Management agents, not local police. Now, remember, oh, remember we were oh, dealing with the land, all those guys. Yeah. Yes. So they don't matter. No. But cops Fuck do. Them. Yeah. Cops do, but, but shoot them. Those little not, park rangers. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> Which is, by those the way, those little hippie you, park rangers. <laughs> if you go back and listen to that episode 35, that was the tone throughout the entire thing. It, it wasn't the FBI. It wasn't the cops. It was these fucking rangers. Yeah. How dare they? Meanwhile, yeah. they had the same authority as any other federal yeah. agent. It was but they're like, the, the, yeah, they're, they're, they probably think you're some second rate cop. Yes. You're ru run around the woods. Yes. You, you're a hippie. Yes. This That's, is my land. You, yeah. The government doesn't own land. They don't own this. Oh my God. What so an idiot. She described. She's an idiot. Yeah. Oh. I mean, again, I would refer to the hair. Yes. So she describes that the BLM, which is the Bureau of Land Management, law enforcement agents as, quote, wannabe cops. There we and go. And the BLM, uh, the, I don't want to say BLM. I don't want to say that because it feels like Black Lives Matter and I don't want to say it. So the yeah. Bureau of Land Management as, quote, a bureaucratic agency of terrorism that terrorized Americans, especially ranchers. And Oh, quote. my God. Could you imagine? These guys are terrorism. like... Terrorism. I, they must be like, what in the world is wrong with? And this is the problem because if you're just, you know, little, little Susie Republican with yeah. your hair in your suburban house, yeah, like spouting on Facebook, fine. Yeah. But you're an elected official saying this stuff. I know. It's you know, fucking nuts. I, 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 it's like, fucking nuts. She's supposed to be on the their side, on the, right. the Bureau of Land Management side. So when pressed regarding the meaning of her previous statement, she said, quote, if a rogue unofficial BLM agent that's literally wanting to be a cop, a wannabe police officer points a gun at me, there's going to be a problem, end quote. Oh, my so gosh. She's, she's threatening such a, she's left such and a, right. She is so But you know what I gross. kind of, She's really gross. I'm and just, she's just all, clear. she's all bark and no bite, I bet. I mean, I'm sure that's true, but let me just well, say maybe one. not, maybe not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, actually, she's probably don't crazy. Don't test it. Yeah, yeah don't she's test probably it. a little crazy. But here's the, little, here's the other thing, though, is this. <laughs> and I know she sounds fucking nuts, but she sounds like she's got B-D-E, honey. 
You think so? That's what it sounds like to me. Like this fucking, she has got an attitude on her. Like she's like, come and fuck with me. Uh, she come just fuck seems with me. Like she's inviting entitled, it. Just an entitled, <laughs> yeah. you know, upper class white lady. Well, that's true too. Ugh. So here's, uh, here's another thing is that uh, the Syrian refugees. So this is a new thing now. So a new thing is that. Like, this is happening in North Dakota. Uh, the governor there, uh, Noam, I think her name is, or some bullshit. She, I, she, I, she, I mentioned her a couple weeks ago on, on when I covered the guy who hit the guy on the side of the road. And Yes. Oh, oh fuck. God. That so she's story. the governor who tells that guy to step yes, down. Anyway, yes, yes. She just put a tweet out this week saying that they're not, they refuse to take any sort of refugees and they're not going to. It's just so disgusting. Oh. Anyway, this bitch was doing the same thing in 2015. This, this Fiori on November 21st, 2015 on her weekly. Oh, so it is a weekly show. Weekly AM radio program on KDWM. Okay, first of all, AM radio. What yeah. is going on with AM radio? They have the worst people talk shows well they give them to anybody they give it's them like to podcasts but it's I, I know but it's all like these right-wing nut jobs on there oh well yeah that's true we should take over am radio let's have a let's take over this first yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> let's take over this which i'm ready for i'm always inviting people to start yeah. podcasts oh come to our podcast network like yes. I, i'm like i don't know what i'm doing so fiori <laughs> tina's like yes do yes. it fiori explained why she had not signed a nevada assembly republican caucus letter that called for a review of federal safeguards before nevada would resettle syrian refugees so these republicans there were like all right we'll take them but first we want to know all this information oh, are they terrorists basically oh my right God. so she she wasn't asked to sign it because i have a feeling that even the republican lawmakers are like just don't give it to michelle yeah, don't like, call michelle just, fucker like yeah please she's crazy i don't want to hear from her like they're avoiding her right yeah good <laughs> she said quote we didn't know anything about the letter nor did we get invited to be on the letter oh good she said he was like the guy who wrote it he's like the syrian refugee refugees and i'm like what are you kidding me i'm about to fly to paris and shoot him in the head myself <gasps> I mean, I'm not okay with Syrian refugees. I'm not okay with terrorists. I'm okay with putting them down, blacking them out, just to pe- put a piece of brass in their ocular cavity and end their miserable life. I'm good with that, end quote. A elected official. Talking about refugees. And killing them. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. So then God. a few weeks later, she told the Associated Press, because, of course, all these statements make huge news, right? It's disgusting. Yeah. So Who, a few weeks later, she's like, that, that, oh, I was not talking about the refugees. No, it sounded like it. She yeah. said the word refugee. Yeah. Then she added, I do not want Syrian refugees in our state, period. And said that she did not trust the refugee vetting process to screen out oh, terrorists. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why don't you look at the, the, the white terror, white Christian terrorists in your own backyard? Yeah, what about the white guy who was in yeah. Las Vegas and he shot up that sh- entire fucking yeah. concert and killed like 20 people? <sighs> okay. So here's how I know her. In 2015, December 2015, she sent out to all her constituents a 2016 like calendar for the fall, for the year oh, coming God. up, which included a family Christmas portrait for December on the month of December. Of her family? Of her family. <gasps> please, and please. I need you this. have to see this. I, Featuring please. her immediate family all holding guns, including her grandchildren, one of whom was holding what appeared to be a handgun. So this picture went viral because it was up on her Facebook. And that's no. the, that's how I know her. And this is the picture. So go like this so you can see all of the children. Everybody's strapped <gasps> with guns. Oh, my God. First of all, they're they're all wearing the same outfit. The red. Yeah, we have to wear the family. Cody, this is all up your alley. <laughs> Hell is full of dads. A matching Christmas photo. Red shirts. Yeah. 
and jeans and they all have weapons yeah. and they're holding babies and there's like a five-year-old there and there's a, a little handgun. boy with a gun it's it's oh my god they, they're holding babies and guns and like she's got a huge gun right yeah oh this is uh, yeah that's how i knew her is from that picture i saw that on facebook I've whatever i've never whatever, heard of this ago. yeah look at her Look at grandma next to her who's scared out of her fucking yeah, mind. Grandma yeah, next grandma to her is scared. like, do I have to do hold I have this gun? to hold this gun? Are they all, uh, what? And who, who taking this photo is like, yeah, sure. Let me take this photo. It, and you know what else? It kind of looks like it's a fake background. I don't know. I can't really tell, but that's They went how, to the local JCPenney. Yeah, it looks And like they're like, weird... hey, we're going to do this family photo. And they bust yeah. out the guns, you yeah. imagine. <laughs> I mean. Wow. So... That's how I found, met her and yeah. found out about her. Is that crazy picture? But yeah, um, anyway. that's 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 a little beyond <sighs> cuckoo. It's insane. Okay, so beyond cuckoo. Then there's this IRS investigation into her. So in December 2014, it was reported that the Internal Revenue Service had filed dozens of tax liens totaling about a million dollars against Fiori and her home healthcare businesses. The liens against the businesses involved unpaid employee payroll taxes. In response, Fiore stated, I am 100% in compliance with IRS, period, end quote. Okay, sure you are. Fiore blamed her ex-husband, who at once, could you imagine? God, thank this God. Guy, he's like, bye, yeah. I'm out, By I can't way, do it. Is he, he in the probably, photo? No, he's not. Uh, he's not in the photo. He was probably like, he probably walked in with his red shirt, looked around and said, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. It's too much. It's too much. Feets don't bail me now. Get the fuck oh out. So she God. blamed her ex-husband who at one time acted as her accountant and a former employee who stole from her while at the same time sent fraudulent documents to her current accountant to hide the embezzlement. That's, this is all according to her. Wow. The fallout from her issues with the IRS uh, led her to being removed as majority leader and chairwoman of the Assembly Taxation oh. Committee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good idea Ooh. to keep her in that position. Honey. That is so funny. Fiori has, was reinstated to her former position less than 24 hours after her removal because she probably went in there and was like, this is not yeah, right. Oh, my right? God. There were reports that She's Fiori. She's a loud mouth. She's a loud oh, yeah. mouth. Yeah. There were reports that Fiori reacted to the removal by saying that there was a war on women in the Assembly Republican Caucus. Oh, there is, honey, but you've always been a part of it. You've yeah. been a part of it. Um, so then she said that was a misquote. She said, quote, Nevada Republicans are not waging a war on women. We have a group in our caucus that are waging a war on conservatives. Oh, my God. So every, it just seems like she's always like, oh, oh no, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. let me clear that up. Come yeah, on. Please. One time, maybe. Yeah. But every, every time, single time you open your mouth, you got to you got to explain what you said. Please, That's a problem. Please. On November 3rd, 2015, the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services Bureau of Healthcare Quality and Compliance voided Fiori's license to operate these health home care services. Oh. Always there for you, which was one of them. And another Fiori owned company, um, always there. Personal care received about six million dollars in Medicaid reimbursements between 2011 and March 2015. Wow. Although in Nevada, an unannounced inspection of such companies' business records is required to be completed every 18 months, in 2013 and 2015, health department inspectors were blocked several times <gasps> from reviewing the records of her companies. Uh -oh. They were denied access by office staff, by Fiori's mother, and both Fiori. <gasps> Fiori's mother and Fiori. So they had come back several times. Okay, so what? Why? Right. In July 2015, after receiving a formal warning, Fiori met with health department officials in, quote, a so called conciliation process. 
that essentially gives Fiore one more chance to comply end quote, right? Like that's what this yeah. process is for. Fiore said that the meeting was productive and she was prepared to welcome inspectors in the future with coffee and donuts, end quote. Oh God. <laughs> and a free gun. Take it yes. with you. Go yeah. on. Take, take the gun. <laughs> in September, 2015, an inspector found the always there for you office dark and its doors locked and with no notice posted on the premises explaining why. So they get, have this meeting. We're going to come back out. It's your last chance. They get to the office and there's nobody fucking there. Right? Oh my God. So a month later, the Bureau sent a certified letter requesting clarification and again reminding Fiori that her license could be suspended and revoked. She didn't reply. My God. So she just thinks I'm an elected, like they can't do this to me or she I, just, I just think like, she was just avoiding she's the hiding. whole inspection. Yeah. Um, and then on November 3rd, of 2015 after officials arrived to find another business moving into the office location the bureau no. administratively closed the license for always there for you and notified fiori that night fiori issued a press release now she's awake right yeah quote regarding allegations that her home health care company was shut down by the government and she said quote with the signing of a notice of disillusion last week i have completely closed my home health care business while the media will try to tell you that my business was shut down by the government i would like to lay that rumor to rest oh please yeah you so were scrambling day, to close it because you knew they were coming <laughs> yeah. after you. So the next day she published an article, like an article on her website and it was titled, you're fired, comma. It was called, you're fired state inspectors. Oh the title my God, this lady <laughs> is just. So in it, um, she writes, this is what it says, which I thought this, I, it's a little long and it's a little rambly, but I'm like, this is who this woman is, right? Yeah. It says, do I allow these bureaucratic agencies to bully their way into my office without notice to extort money from my company claiming my files aren't perfect? Do I put up with them di dictating to me, forcing me to pay ridiculous, outrageous fees to stay in business and keep growing it to continually cover the government's greed for more, which will be never ending? Or do I shrug my shoulders as Atlas shrugged? Did, <laughs> Atlas <laughs> did and say you can keep your unnecessary miserable burdensome over taxation over regulated over legislative bs because i won't participate with you anymore i didn't realize when i threw those overbearing inspectors out of my office just how much i've tolerated end quote wow 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 so, wow so basically i don't want to pay taxes yeah. i don't want any regulation yeah. Everybody pays business license yeah. fees. Everybody participates in this system. There's a reason why but we have licenses. But she doesn't licenses. have to. But she doesn't have to. I mean, come on. Give me. Yeah. Give so me a break. In 2016, she decides she's gonna. She's not gonna run for re-election, and she uh, wants to run for a congressional seat. Oh, okay. Gosh. So she comes in third, though, behind this perennial candidate, uh, businessman Danny Tarkanian. And um, another guy who ran state senator, Michael Robertson. In 2017, she, with city councilman Steve Ross retiring, Fiori ran for Ward 6 in northwestern Las Vegas, about half of which overlaps with her old assembly district. So through municipal elections in Nevada, even though they're nonpartisan, she framed the contest as a referendum on political ideology in an area where Republicans outnumbered Democrats. So she faced a crowded field, including um, this guy Ke uh, Ross's wife, Kelly, and she ends up winning the seat. And in, uh, she was named Mayor Pro Tem on July 3rd, 2019. And she ends up having to give that that up uh, because Thank they're in between marriage. But uh, she stepped down from it because she was at the Republican convention and she started to say some racially charged things, which I really couldn't find exactly what she said. But they ended up asking her to like step down. 
Wow. Yeah. So she's still this councilwoman. I was on her website. She's she does all kinds of stuff for the community. I mean, she's out there doing stuff. But I, you know, she, I, don't I, know. I love that letter though because she references Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, that book is all about like you know businesses being put upon by like all these laws and regulations. Yeah. So it's like it's it. Yeah, she's, it's perfect she's, that she. Yeah. Makes that little reference. Yeah. It just is funny. So like, she, what, an, what a... What, I know. Well, she's a victim. Yeah. That's the other part. It's like she blames the system, blames... But she's participating in the system as well. Like, if you can't be a part of it, then this, this is what the, the system I, is. I can't believe she's still in office. I know. So the last when thing is... When is her election? Nevada folks or Nevada folks, is there someone you can put up that against nice. this lady? That would be nice. Um, the last thing is she participated in this Blue Lives Matter march. Oh. So... This is incredibly insensitive and like, I just can't believe this would even occur to someone to do something like this. But following the unrest and riots resulting from the death of George Floyd, conservative talk show host Wayne Allen Root organized a Blue Lives Matter march on Las Vegas Boulevard on June 13th, 2020, of which Fiore was to be the co-host. Okay. Now, again, maybe guys like this, these hosts, these radio hosts are just trying to like get something going and like get their name out there or whatever. But it doesn't make any sense to me. A man has been killed. There's a man who's dead. And you want to uplift police officers after that? Like it just doesn't make any sense. And this wasn't, this was a deliberate killing. I mean, yeah, nine minutes, eight minutes. It's give me a break. It's just so incredibly it's insensitive. It's deliberate. So a flyer was circulated. Like why? The, why would you want to celebrate that? I don't know. Why? Why? I mean, why? I don't not? know. And uh, by the way, police aren't looking for you to do this for them. Also, no, they're not looking for a Blue Lives Matter march. No police officer asked for that. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? It's for you. It's right. for you. Right. And your other because you're American. Fuckers. You're American. That's okay. what Americans do. So a flyer was circulated with the emblem of the Las Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department displayed across the width of the bottom of the flyer. The following day, the city of Las Vegas issued a statement saying the event was not officially sanctioned, as well as the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department issued a statement reading quote the las vegas metropolitan police department recently learned of a planned rally for blue lives matter that used images of our badge on their flyers while we uphold the first amendment right for all groups to to peacefully assemble we did not authorize permission for the organizers to use the lvmpd badge as the department was not part of the planning of this event like can you imagine yeah now they have to come out please leave us the fuck alone we have enough fucking work to do we don't, yeah, we it. don't need this. Yeah. And by the way, who you? Th- it's the arrogance, even of like, oh, we're it's just going to okay. slap this yeah, on there. We're yeah, gonna, we're allowed to do this because you know we're why? Their, they're friends of ours, right? No, but they're they don't. Not. They, they don't, don't know you, and they don't understand anything about usage rights, or no. they don't. They don't understand please. organizing. I mean, no, please, you can't just put someone's organization name on something. It's dis- you can't it's do so it. ridiculous. So the event was postponed the next day, and Las Vegas NAACP President Roxanne McCoy said in a news release, "Quote: The NAACP Las Vegas is appalled that the Las Vegas Nevada City Council members pro." Mayor Pro Tem Michelle Fiore, Councilwoman Victoria Seaman, Councilman Stavros Anthony do not care to understand black citizens of Las Vegas and the injustices we constantly endure, end quote. Because they were right. all going to participate right. in this. What? This disgusting. Yeah. That's, but that's no, it. Anyway, but no she's ramifications. Still, no. So she still sits on the Las Vegas City Council. Guys, get her off. <laughs> Find someone to run against her. Please. Oh, we girl. have listeners out there in Nevada. Do it. Put it yes, together. Yes, my cousin, Come Melanie. On. <laughs> Melanie, get on it. Get on it. We're leaving it up to you. I know you're busy yes. with that beautiful baby, but Aww. get on it. <laughs> Find someone. <laughs>
goodness. I know. Oh, so I'm ready. Let's hear you your ready? story. Yes. Okay. Today, uh huh. I'm going to tell you the story of former Texas House Representative Mike Martin. Okay. Mike Martin won a seat in the Texas House in the 1980 election, but after an assailant shot Martin outside his home, <gasps> he weaved a ridiculous tale that put his reputation under fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. Oh, my God. This I'm going to warn you that there's a couple of puns happening in this story. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Okay. okay, so our story takes place in the Lone Star State, Texas. Mm-hmm. Specifically in Longview, which is in East Texas and part of Gray County. And it's on the smaller side. So I want to say 80,000 or so people living in this area. So I want to get into some details. And this was really hard because I could not find a lot of stuff about this guy. Um, But I'm going to just tell you what I found. He did have his own personal website. So there is some information from there as well. But from what I gathered, this was Martin's first foray into politics. And most people thought it was a long shot, but he won. (laughs) She can't (laughs) stop herself. She can't help it. According to the Washington Post, he was a carpenter prior prior to um, running for office. Now, according to a website that it's claimed to be by Martin, Mm -hmm. which several news reports do point to as his website, He served in the Air Force. He ran his own business. He Mm. became a police officer. Mm. But I could not find any indication that he actually served as a police officer. But I saw that he, like, went through the training and Hmm. uh, earned that. He worked for the World Health Organization. Jesus. Not really sure what he did there. And as a Texas House rep, he only put one bill forward because of how little time he ended up spending in, uh, in office. And that bill... Was about, just to give you a nice little sense of this guy, Oh God! this one and only bill, according to Texas Monthly, was about requiring the subject of creationism Mm. to be taught alongside evolution in schools. That's what he was fighting for. Why are we still doing this? This was in 1980. I know, but they still do it today. They still do it today. It's crazy. (sighs) But the Washington Post noted that Martin demonstrated that he didn't know anything about the legislative process. And he failed to present the bill properly to committee. And then another article that I read in Texas Monthly stated that the other, you know, reps basically just shun him because they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't put the bill together. It's it, it just like he wasn't following any of the procedures because mm. he did, had no clue but the, um, what he was doing as like this freshman rep. Yeah. Well, now they do a whole training. Yeah. When you go up and you're elected. He may have had training, but it's this guy. Th- I don't know. Who knows? <sighs> so. What happened? Mm -hmm. On July 31st, 1981, someone fired four shots at Martin and three of those shots hit him (gasps) in the arm. Ooh. At the time of the shooting, according to the Austin Sun Chronicle, Martin claimed that a satanic cult called the Guardians of the Underworld, (laughs) which he was allegedly investigating, attacked him outside of his trailer home in Austin, Texas. Oh, shit. And UPI reported that Martin further claimed that the cult was making threatening phone calls to him at his home as well. So, but what's the major incident here, right? Like he gets shot, he's in the hospital, police are going to talk to him. And the thing is, the more police investigated, Mm -hmm. the more his story just didn't make sense. Mm. And eventually, as reported by the Austin Sun Chronicle, Martin's cousin, Charles Goff, admitted to shooting him. Oh my gosh. So now there's this cousin involved. 
But he's not in a cult. No. <laughs> it gets, it, this is very interesting. Oh so Goth admitted to not only shooting Martin, but <laughs> that Martin actually paid him oh, no. to shoot him. Oh, no. <laughs> this poor man. Oh, no. And Goff also admitted to making the calls to help give credence to Martin's story about the satanic cult. Ugh. So why? Yeah. Why in the world would someone say, hey, cousin, do me a solid. Yeah. Um, when I roll up <laughs> to my trailer, I need you to shoot me, but just, you know. Yeah, graze the arm. Graze the arm. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Three and, and then leave. I mean, four shots is a lot. Four shots. So <laughs> a UPI article notes that Martin allegedly set this up as a pu- publicity stunt. Of course. Yes. And supposedly Martin wanted to run for a Senate seat that was going to open oh, up. And God. he thought that somehow this would increase his chance to win that seat. So he wasn't officially running yet. He was considering it. And according to this people pill article, he wanted to gain political sympathy by being the victim of this violent act. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. I mean, I can. I mean, we just talked about people who've been hurt by gun violence, either no, you know, injured or that. And then, and like for you to kind of, I mean, this was 1980s. It wasn't as these mass shootings and stuff, but not like today, but the fact that like, you're going to like stage this thing, I don't know. Well, it's another level of like, how it's, far will you go? How fa- it's like, how co- far will you go to cuckoo. stay in power? It's you'll, a little cuckoo. You'll vote against the best interests of your constituents. You'll take money from the NRA. Yes. You'll take money from corporations. You'll hire and your cousin to shoot you. Hi- yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> add it to the list of things that people oh will do to stay in God. power. So the, wa- the Washington Post noted that the police took this really seriously. So when he shot, it's 1981. Reagan was almost assassinated. Pope John Paul II was also shot. So like there's this heightened thing about like elected people or like uh, people of power like being attacked. So they're like, oh my God. And they're really investigating. And that's when they just start seeing like that this story isn't working out. And so there was like this urgency for the police to like figure it out. And the article also stated that Martin was like really enjoying the sympathy he was gaining (laughs) from all of this, like people being, Oh my God, you were shot, Uh, you know, this whole thing. But in the back of your mind, you know that you've set this thing up. There also has to be this like weird where you're worried that at any moment they're going to figure figure it out. So the best part is the cousin comes forward, right? Oh God. And just like our guy that I, I recently covered, uh, Joe Gersten, when the police are onto Martin, he takes off, right? Uh, he's like, boom, he's gone. <laughs> but this time the cops find him and you'll never believe. He wasn't in Australia. No. Okay. No. A New Yorker article notes that he was found hiding at his mom's house. Oh, God. In a stereo cabinet. What? Like curled up in a stereo <laughs> cabinet. <laughs> first of all, I, that's the first place I'd go is the mother's, the mother's house is always But the, the fact that thing. he's like curled oh up in the God. stereo cabinet. Remember those out. old school yes. cabinets? Yeah. Yes. So he's in there and a humor writer at the time, Molly Ivins, wrote that he, quote, always wanted to be the speaker. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Dina. It sounds oh like something you God. would say. It's, it's so funny. Oh so. The UPI article notes that they're able to arrest him because he had this misdemeanor assault charge from a year and a half prior, Mm. but I could not find anything on like what that assault charge was about, but that's how they were able to arrest him. Mm. And the press, of course, was fired up about this whole (laughs) shooting incident. And the Washington Post cited the Dallas Times Herald, which reported in the 135 years of Texas statehood. Mm. There have been many strange events in Austin involving members of the August Texas legislature. Mm. There have been a killer bees 
and even a few dead men appointed to office. But perhaps nothing that has ever happened in the Texas Capitol was quite as bizarre as the recent shooting of Representative Michael W. Martin. Wow. <laughs> so it's so ridiculous. All right. So the charges. Um, he had one charge of aggravated perjury, which is a third degree felony that could land someone in jail up to 10 years with a $5,000 fine back in the 80s. Today, it's the same sentence, but with a $10,000 fine. Mm. And for um, um, Goff, the only thing I could find for his charges was making the terroristic phone calls. And mm. they didn't really get into whether the shooting charges, how that would apply because he yeah, was but, asked to shoot. You yeah. know what I mean? So, But he did it. But he did it. So prior to uh, Martin's arrest, he failed to appear in uh, court. Two different times. And the New York Times cited Martin as saying that he was afraid of the madman and couldn't go back home. Uh, So he was still sort of sticking to this story. Oh, my gosh. um, uh, That when he was first asked to come back, um, I think this was before, like, it was public that the cousin had come forward. He's like, no, there's a crazy person after me. I can't go. So that was his reason for not showing up in court. And the Washington Post then stated that Martin denied everything his cousin said. Oh. And claimed this is going to be your favorite thing. Yeah. It was a political conspiracy against him. <laughs> yeah, because you're so powerful. Yes, you're you so, are so, so powerful. powerful. You've done nothing in the legislature, but yes, yes, you are so powerful. We need to kill you. Yes. Okay. And of course, he, like Kennedy, yeah. you're like Kennedy, yes. basically. And of course, at this point, he's refusing to resign his oh, position. Of course. Why would we do something but like that? But finally, according to the Bonham Daily Favorite, Martin takes a plea deal for a reduced charge of misdemeanor perjury, which came with a $2,000 fine and an agreement to resign his house seat without being able to run again. So mm. that was like part of the plea deal. Like you're going to resign. You can't run. Can we like, please do goodbye. that all the time? Right. Please. And according to um, that same uh, article, his attorney, Frank Maloney, explained that potential juror after juror all seemed to think he was guilty. So, you know, they were going to perhaps go to trial with this, mm-hmm. but they were in a different area. It wasn't from like his exact, you know, where he was residing. They went, right. you know how they do that. They'll go to like a neighboring right. town or whatever. Right. Um, no matter who they asked, like as a potential juror, they all th- thought he was guilty of firing off this publicity son and he had this to say that i this was so funny this was his attorney i don't think we had a snowball's chance in hell <laughs> of winning over the jury so that's why they had to go to the plea deal but can you wow. imagine like the attorney's like like we can't we can't win this oh my so, gosh so here's don't kill me for this one but i guess the deets of his shooting um ricocheted through other communities oh my god <laughs> i mean i can't i try to picture you oh, reading the story and just like and coming out your head your head like all of a sudden you're like ricochet and yeah. it'll be right this thing i know it's you get, so stupid do you get really excited i get though? so excited yeah, that's yeah fun. it's that's ridiculous nice. <laughs> i get excited like that when um uh i see that grilled cheese is on the menu somewhere <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna oh, have some grilled cheese. God. Okay. Grilled cheese sounds really good, actually. Oh, God. So Best. sentencing, no jail time because he makes this plea deal. Mm-hmm. So then Travis County DA Ronald Earl had this to say after the plea deal. Quote, it accomplished the result we thought was important. He stands convicted as a liar and he has resigned as a public servant. Mm. And he further noted, quote, this whole... <laughs> This whole thing has been kind of silly from the start. I mean, the fact that, like, it's ridiculous. And he also noted in the article that if they would have moved forward to trial, it would have cost uh, $25,000, like, in taxpayer money. Mm. So they do this plea deal because it's like, 
okay, what do we want at the end? Yeah, this was a stupid crime. Does he deserve to go to jail? I don't know. But do we want him out of public office? Yes. yes. Do we want him not to run again? And if yes. they got that, yeah. he sees that as like a win. Like he's everybody knows he's a liar. He doesn't get to serve yes. in his position. He doesn't collect that money. Yes. So, you know, in the end. So some of the aftermath, according to the legislative reference library, Martin resigned mm-hmm. on April 22nd, 1982. And his... Uh, Attorney, as reported in the Bonham Daily Favorite, noted that Martin never admitted to setting this up. Wow! And now he thinks like his cousin just shot him. Like, and but he he still never said no. Like this happened. Wow! So some points of interest. So this is a silly point of interest, but this happens one summer after the whole "Who Shot Jr." thing at the show was set in Dallas <laughs> yeah. and they're in Texas. Uh-huh. So <laughs> there was this whole "Who Shot Mike Martin," <laughs> and there were even bu- bumper stickers that, oh people, my that like, people made. I love that. So, <laughs> Isn't that so yes. funny? It like, reminds me of our very people, first episode, like "I'm Not on the List" yeah, T-shirts with like, the Kathy Willett. I just love that. Like people were like, yes. "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna oh, play off this." Yes. So I thought that was funny. So um, the other thing that was interesting is while a legislator, his expense account was suspended because he was $11,000 over his $4,500 spending limit. Oh my God. What the fuck was he spending money on? Who knows? <laughs> and uh, UPI cited Martin's comments regarding this um, because there, so there was a potential for this to be part of the indictment because mm. they start in, yeah, looking it's into stealing, him. stealing, isn't it? And he said, I wouldn't doubt that they might return other indictments against me. They want their ounce of flesh. Oh God! They're Get all after here. me, right? How, can I, I ask know. you a question? How in the fuck does someone like this get elected? I, I from the second you're like, and he has no experience. He doesn't. Yeah. Know how is he there? How did he convince people to vote for him? No it's idea. incredible it's, to me. It's, it really is. Martin could have bit the bullet and oh moved on God. with his life and stayed. <laughs> Where's my drum? I got I got symbols here. I could just take the drumsticks out and, and go, I know and stay out of the public eye. But no, oh, he no. goes back into the public eye because <laughs> guess what? He kidnapped his own children. Oh my God! What? So a couple of years after this fiasco with the shooting, he and his then wife divorce, and this is in 1984. So according to the Victoria Advocate, he took off with the kids. In 1986. So this whole thing goes down like 81, 82. Yeah. A couple years later, they divorced. Two years after that, he takes off with the kids. Oh, fuck this. And then he is indicted with a charge of, quote, interfering with child custody. And also charged with a flight charge on the federal level for leaving to avoid prosecution. But in 1988, so two years after that, the FBI tracked him down in New Zealand. The kids, so they made this deal to, like, just bring the kids back kind of thing new zealand he was in new zealand jesus it's like that other guy went yes, to australia yes, this was, guy's in new zealand it, it's like what's going on down under the, i'm gonna so, if i disappear yeah. don't look for me in australia <laughs> wink wink tina so the kids were returned to the x they were 11 and 7 can you imagine oh no 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 so no, like no, no, at at no. nine and five years old I, oh my God, it just, it's frightening. This frightening. incredible. So they tried to extradite him, but New Zealand court said he did nothing wrong. And so from what I found, what? he didn't really get in trouble. I think they were like, they were dealing with New Zealand and I think it was like, fine, then just come back and return these kids and, and that's it. And so he returned the kids. Thank God. Like if it was like, what I, he's going to stay in there. Um, if we're going to prosecute or you can get your, I, I would say, I don't give a sh- Just give me back my kids. I don't care. At oh, the end, I, if it meant like getting my oh kids my back. Oh my God. I would so that happened. Hands with my bare hands. Do you understand? Yes. I mean, I would be out of my Oh my mind. God. So 
That's like in 1986. So, and then in 2007. No, again? About 25 years after his shooting incident, this guy, he's back in the States. He's living in Bee Cave, Texas, and decides to run. I'm sorry. What was the name of that place? Bee Cave. Like Bee Cave? Like B. B E E. Yeah. Yep. Cave. What in the I hell know. is going on? I don't know. I would not want to be inside no. a BK for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but BK Texas, okay. and he decides to run for city council, but he runs under the name oh. Wayne Martin, <laughs> not Mike Martin, because Wayne is his middle name. Okay. <laughs> this guy is I like, love him. He's, this is Buck, baby. Oh, my yes. God. So Martin, too, he reported Martin's comment about the election in the Austin American Statesman, and he said, quote, I just feel the people of Bee Cave need my expertise. <laughs> in what? <laughs> Child kidnapping? I don't know. How, like, to, how to shoot your cousin in the arm and not and, and get oh away with it? Oh, my God. Get the fuck so, out of here. P.S. He loses. Ugh. Thank you, Bee Cave <laughs> Bee Cave. Yeah, now I, I want to be in Bee Cave. I guess it was a long shot. <laughs> so. <laughs> Give me the symbols. Hold on, Tina. Okay. Hold on. I can't take it. Hold on. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Over. Can you hear it? I don't know. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> oh dear God! I mean, if this if this motherfucker is gonna have drums this and cymbals in my living room, I'm gonna fucking yes. use them. All right. So Texas Monthly rated him as one of the ten worst legislators in the state, and this was more for his inability to get his bill passed and his lack of knowledge as a freshman legislator. Yeah, and his website. So oh, no. he has his own website oh. and he posted a lot of stuff about himself and he addressed the incident in an essay called, quote, Buckshot, the short story. Oh. And he gives an interesting take. And basically in this version of the story, so it is a long, long, mm. long story. Well, yeah. And I condensed it okay. very much. So basically... His version of the story is that it wasn't, you know, the satanic cold and it wasn't okay. his cousin, oh. but it was an incident of road rage. So yep. it was road rage gone bad and that he is, he was so embarrassed to tell the cops about it because, um, basically he claims that while he was driving home down a secluded road, mm-hmm. a Buick rolls up behind him. Uh-huh. Right. And he's like, they're following me and I don't know why. And he tries to lose the car and they're on his tail. And then he play, uh, they, they pull up mm-hmm. and he claims that the car was, quote, filled with Hispanic males. Oh. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he takes out his gun and starts <gasps> waving it at them. And then there's this uh-huh. chase and he ends up shooting all of his rounds at the tire of the Buick. Then he said the car stopped. So he was like, I'm going to the police. So he says he goes to the police department. Mm-hmm. And he kind of is going to walk up to the police uh, department, but he was worried that the newspapers were going to have like this whole, like, you know, te- Texas rep road rage kind of headline. And he was like, Oh, I, I don't want that. And I'm like, what? this is, this is the this same is story insane. of Miami vice. The guy was yeah, like, didn't is... want to go to the cops because he knew he was in a drug. Yeah. Drug this house. is like insane. Oh, so, um, he decides to drive home. He makes sure no one is behind him. He gets to the trailer park, tosses his gun in the lake because, you know, he doesn't want to, I, I don't know why, but he tosses the gun in the lake. And then suddenly the Buick shows up in the trailer park and they shoot at him. That's his story. No. No, I mean it's it's, it's and here's he should have stuck to the satanic. Here's cult. the other part. How about here's a, here's something you can also do. 
just shut up. Yeah, like nobody why gives even, a shit. No, it was twenty something years ago, thirty oh my years God. ago. But when nobody I say when I say that this is long, like it is paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. But you and paragraphs. understand this is his I'm whole like, life. What like, this is, is this? But there's all this other stuff. About. Oh my God! There's on. all this other stuff on the blog, like girl. Yeah. Please. So that's the story of the tall tale Texan. Oh my God. Former representative Mike Martin. I love it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it so much. Oh my goodness! I saw that and I was like, hey. Okay, yeah. let's see this what I can so find. Yeah. I just, I'm grateful that he was in office a short amount of time and didn't do any damage that was too bad. Yes. And that he can never run again. I mean, <laughs> like what? No. What cuckoo? What kind of cuckoo? I love it. I love it. Well, I wanted to show you my mug. Do you see my, my <gasps> mug? I love this mug. So you know this podcast. I do. Because they gave us a promo, Keeping Up yes. With the Cardassians. It's a Deep Space Nine Star Trek yes. podcast. And they talked about us on their show this week. Like, yes, Yeah, or oh, last Monday. Yay. I don't know how, but Matt Gates came up and um, Joe's on the show. And he talked about how Matt Gates has a very punchable face. Oh, yeah. And then they listed a bunch of politicians who have a really punchable face. Oh, fun. And then Nick said, you know, we should talk to the Muck podcast girls about these. And he, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, we did fucking Matt Gates already. Yes. But um, Nick listened. So hi, Nick, because he said that he's like, oh, they do stuff from the 1800s. Yay. And so much fun. So hi. Thank you. Hi. So thank you for listening. I love guys. the mug and it's inspiring me because we need to get i know some damn mug merch going we need lbj with his huge boner yes we do immediately if not sooner okay also so because of this session and how crazy it's been in florida um we were together last night at a little happy hour outside and i drank more than a half a bottle of wine hi and swam (laughs) in a pool with a four-year-old it was so cute um, but anyway, we were talking about having someone on to talk about the session and I sent a message to Jason Pizzo and we're going to send him an email. So we're going to have Senator Jason Pizzo on. I'm so excited to talk oh, to him. Oh, that's going to be incredible. Cause he's one of a handful of Democrats in a full Republican Senate in Florida. It's gotta be so challenging. I can't even imagine, but if you get a chance to watch the, um, I think you can go to the Florida channel, uh, on the internet and you can watch, um, the debate over the anti-mob bill and Jason Pizzo. I mean, Chevron Jones was amazing. Thurston, uh, Senator Thurston was amazing. All the Democrats that got up and spoke was, it was amazing, but Pizzo's was very good because he really tried to come at it. You know, you're trying to encourage the others to vote in your favor, how you're going to vote. And he took it as a prosecutor's point of view and and also as a father. And like, if this one of my sons goes into the system, he's going to be out in 15 minutes. But as a black young yeah. black male they'll go in they'll be there all night their parents don't have the five hundred dollars they you know they're scared yeah, i mean they're tired. it's it's it's, you know, it's frightening and they agree to something i think he said it's a cts or they oh the, the public defender's like you can be out and he's like well, how much time oh you'll be out today just take the cts and just this 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 chance at freedom this that you'll be able to leave that day they take it but what they don't understand and what's not explained to them is that they don't ever get to have a home loan they won't be able yeah. to get a college loan they oh won't be able to God. get you know a, a the job ramifications. It's a felony. yeah they get a felony um in five years in prison if they get arrested at one of these riots or whatever uh, uh excuse me a protest yeah that's we have a right to to do anyway it was amazing, and so I would love to have him on. And so he said yes. So we'll have to send him an invitation yes. to record with us woo, and talk woo, to woo. us about. His oh, work I there. can't wait! He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, this will be great. I'm so excited Me about too. Will Muck. And so make sure you check out this Friday. Brianna yes. is going to be on. Yes, 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 so yes. Great. And share, share, share. Like, please, 
you know, we're, we are, we have more and more listeners outside of Florida. So, you know, share with your friends outside of Florida. Let people know about the show. Yes. Thank you. I love you. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.